Last time on Dragon Ball Z. Turtle and I are going out to dinner. You two better behave while we're gone. And most importantly, no improv. If I hear any yes and, you're getting the back of this hand. Well, Vince, it looks like we've got the Kame house all to ourselves. Yeah, we do, Aaron, and you know what that means. It's time to throw a banger of a We're Kame House Party, the only improv comedy Dragon Ball podcast in the known universe. We're going through every iteration of Dragon Ball, episode by episode, and performing improvised scenes based on what we watched. And you don't have to be a Dragon Ball super fan to enjoy the podcast, because each week we do a one-minute roundup to catch everyone up so you can enjoy the latest and greatest episode. Yes, and... What the shell is going on? They're doing improv all over the Kame House. They even put on flannel shirts. We're Kame House Party, part of the Moonshot Network, with new episodes every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Don't close out a promo while I'm yelling at you. Finn. Can I tell you what I want, what I really, really want? Yeah, tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. I don't know the rest of... You do another, so tell me what you want, what you really, really want. And then oh, I go, oh, I, I, I really, I really, really, really want to make a podcast. Uh, Riley, I've never I actually podcast? listened to the Spice Girls. I, you, do you know that? No, yes, you did. You grew you no, grew up in the 90s with I, me. You've heard the song, Wannabe. I, I've heard the chorus of that song, yes. And I know that intro enough. But in the way that I'm also familiar with the face of somebody I went to elementary school with. Yeah, I, okay. I emotionally grew up in the 2000s. You know that about me. Well, yeah, I mean, yes, yeah, so did the, yeah, so did, so did the rest of us. Uh, we were there for 9-11. I know how it was. But we, you can't tell me you've never heard, no one, no one has like actively listened to the Spice Girls. But you can't, you, uh, you can't turn and say that you have never heard them. No, no, no. I, I have gone as... As much of of wannabe as I just did is as much as I know. I didn't know we loop back. That's that is that's one of those things. You know, I don't know the finer details. I I know the five colors of the magic cards, but I don't know what what the what the word evoke means. Yeah, you got sporty. You got <laughs> okay. So each of the Spice Girls are planeswalkers. <laughs> Which one has yeah, been completed? Every, <laughs> have, that's the thing. Every every Magic the Gathering setting is like, oh, there's five of a thing um, because we need there to be five we, colors of magic. We need five segments of separation. Uh, completed spice. Is this anything? Um, I'm trying to look up. I'm, 
I'm trying to look up who the Spice Girls are, but the problem is they all like list them as their actual name and just to credit them as vocals. And I'm like, yeah, but like, who are they? Well, they're like, they're the Ramones, right? Where it's like Joey Ramone, Tommy Ramone, Timmy Ramone. I like, don't I don't need to know that this is Emma Bunton, Mel B, Mel C, <laughs> and Jerry Holloway. I need to know which spices they are. Please, somebody. Band members. What spice is applicable to each here? It's a, go to the wiki page. What are you doing? Sp- I'm on their Wikipedia page right now. It's at the top. It's the first sentence. There we go. Other than that, I'm looking at like members. I'm looking at other places, uh, looking at the uh, the band members. None of those. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. So, honestly, I think this is perfect. We've got baby spice. That's white. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got sporty spice. That's green. We've got Makes scary sense. spice. That's black. Yep. Posh spice is blue. Mm-hmm. Ginger spice is red. This damn. It we've got itself. ourselves a magic set based around the Spice Girls. <laughs> Fucking incredible. Call us Mark Rosewater. Did you have an actual <laughs> podcast idea for me? Or are we both going to talk about how little we know 90s pop music? <laughs> no, I got one here. Uh, this one comes to us from uh, Max Newland here at the at the network. I know him. Uh, I, I know him, too. Uh, he says, come on and slam a Space Jam minute at a time yes. podcast. I am so happy that you 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 picked this one. Uh because here's the thing, we can just, you have HBO Max, right? No, I don't. You don't? It's actually, it's just called Max now. They you're, named it after you're right. They named it after, They saw the suggestion. They were like, that's my guy. That's my guy right there. Andrew, we legitimately have a minute we can fucking burn. Give me one quick second to make this joke really land. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I looked up Space Jam opening scene on, oh, on the, YouTube. The opening scene of Space Jam is good, too. Uh, it's it's him with his dad. None of these are starting on. from the actual beginning. Right which here, is right here, baffling. right here. I've shared my screen with you. All right. All right. Let me make this bigger. All right. You ready? All right. We're ten seconds in. WB logos leaving. Yes. Yeah, this is should be taking forty-five notes. seconds of pure Space Jam. We see a shooting star, the space with the moon, as Warner Brothers presents pops up on the screen. And Ivan Reitman, David Falk, Ken Ross Productions. Do we get a? F- oh yes. fuck! I yes. forgot this. Yes. I forgot this movie opened with "I Believe I Can." Fly. How could you forget? I honestly, this is why all of the. Uh, this is why all the YouTube videos open at the end of this song, so they don't no. get copyright struck. Yeah, that is fair. First all right, minute, all right. Done. First minute. Pause, Andrew. Let's do a quick recap there. Hi, and welcome. Welcome to Come On Slam, the Space Jam One Minute at a Time podcast. We just watched the first minute of Space Jam. Andrew, I took uh-huh. some notes. Can I walk you through what we watched? Yeah, tell me what you thought of this one. Tell me, what, give me a walk through. So <laughs> you start. You you frankly waste ten minutes on the Warner Brothers logo, which is a shame. I think. I think that is a wasted space in your movie because the rest of the intro utilizes that space and that time well. It's an opening credits as we pan down over South Carolina in nineteen seventy three. But the thing is, without that first ten seconds, you don't get your movie funded. That's I know, I know. But like, I just I feel like I feel like pound for pound, pound for pound, beat for beat. The most important 10 seconds of this movie are is when the Warner Brothers logo pops up. You see Bugs Bunny. He chomps a carrot. Now, I understand that. But we get to the next most important moment of this movie. The next we hit 30 seconds. We're still panning down over over South Carolina. And we we then come in 
and we see the shot. We see the basketball hoop. We see the basketball go up and we hear, I believe I can fly. Andrew, how often did you watch this movie as a child? I can I be real with you. I don't think I've ever seen Space Jam. That is fine. This Space Jam was one of those. You know how a kid has a movie that they're just like, can we put this bad boy on again? And it's just you loop the one movie for like four years of your life. Yeah, I think mine was we had a bunch of Disney movies growing mm-hmm. up. So I think I had like a loop, mm-hmm. but it was like, yeah, we're going to watch Bugs Life again. For me, it was Space Jam. When you said the opening scene of Space Jam, this fully framed came into my brain. I have watched this scene so many times. Listener, for those of you who haven't just watched the first one minute of Space Jam, camera's panning down. Next 30 to 30 seconds to a minute. I believe I can fly is playing. You see a young Michael Jordan shooting hoops out well, now there. We, we don't know it's Michael Jordan. You're right. We don't anyone. know. We see a young this is a child. boy. We this see just a, a child, child playing basketball. We see a child playing basketball, throw, like throw, throwing the basketball up into the air. He's, he's, he's pretty make, good. He's, he's making the draining shot after shot after shot. We see uh, what I can only presume his dad walk into frame and look at him through a door as I believe I can soar is playing here. I'm, I'm rewinding. The lights come mm-hmm. on in their in their home. It's clearly late in summer, it's 1973. summer 1973. The kid looks like he could definitely grow up to be the second greatest basketball player of all time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The dad looks on longingly as he watches his son drain these shots. And we don't get the name. We don't get the name in that first minute. We get all the way up to see me running through that open door as the dad moves to take a take a push through that open door to go say hello to his child. It's late at Damn, night. Damn, artistry. Artistry. That's what we call that. That's what they talk about when they say like poetry rhymes, like movies are about symbolism. It's about this kind of stuff, right? Andrew, as somebody who hasn't seen Space Jam, what is your prediction for next next week for the next minute? They, I need to back. They don't say movies are about symbolism. Visual media is about symbolism. Like that's that's not like oh yeah, some people think this. <laughs> it's been it's been popularized recently to say that movies are about symbolism. <laughs> this is what we both bring to the to come on and slam podcast is is I know Space Jam and you know movies. Right. I is this man, I don't get minute a movie podcast. Is it just that like this is a we've got a guaranteed 127 episodes of this a yes b it's fun to dig in it is fun to like break if we really wanted to there's more we could break down on this like we could see in this shot here and the shot at 52 seconds we see what do we what do we gain what information do we gain from looking at this this screen here there are chairs sitting on the outside around this dirt basketball court uh, there's like a broken fence, a broken car in the foreground, a single light coming down to kind of silhouette the part, this, this little, uh, this little lot here, right? Mm-hmm. It is, it is, it is a sh- one light from on high. It is saying that this is a Christ figure. I think it, it, it truly is, uh, one of those things where you watch a film made in like the nineties and it's supposed to be a shot. That's like, he came from humble origins. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you look at it nowadays and you're just like, damn, this guy's family has like a full-ass house with a basketball hoop in the backyard that is built in. It's not one of those roll-away mm-hmm. ones. Yeah, also, let's uh, soak in this it's porch also, here. It is, it's lit. Uh, he mm-hmm. has a, a a lit basketball court. It's not just a thing to make the scene work mm-hmm. and make it look good on camera. Um, damn. Do you see that in I the background? I could go for that. There's a light over across the garage there. Which yeah, implies, there are woods. Implies that like... There are neighbors there that are also lighting stuff up, or they just have floodlights on that far 
forest wall. I know that it's like an artistic choice to help draw the silhouette of the house out, but it says, and also just look at the size of this fucking porch, dude. Yeah. That goes from there. Cause we see in this next shot here, as we go to uh, 50, when the lights come on, that is a screen. Is that correct? Is that a screened in porch right there? Yeah. It's a, it's a screened in porch, like a three quarters, uh, you know, a, a, a mm-hmm. uh, three seasons uh, room. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Truly not a man of the people. This is a, uh, some kind of Royal figure, a King. Yes. Again, a Christ figure, a King of Kings. What Riley, I want to do you, I want to get the reverse shot. Another here. idea. This is killing me. Is it really? I, I cause I, 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 we're doing this right now. And I'm like, I could do this. We could do I, this. We could do no. 90 episodes of this podcast. I absolutely could not. <laughs> I, I, it would have to be a movie that like, there's no movie that is dense enough that you can do a minute by minute breakdown. There are scenes where you could do like a shot by shot breakdown of things, but like, at, at, I don't know. I don't see. I listened to a podcast that was called butterfly kisses and it was a second by second breakdown of the song butterfly by crazy town. Well, that sounds stupid. Yeah. It was very funny. It was a funny podcast. See, butterfly by crazy town is a con con my lady she yeah. butterfly yeah. yeah sorry yeah you're yeah yeah i'm stopping streaming to you yeah perfect so if okay you're not you're not a fan of this this idea that's fine andrew can i give you another suggestion absolutely hit me i realized today that this is my last recording before i'm 30 and i need i need advice from you oh okay yeah i've been 30 for uh, while now. So yeah, I got. Yeah, I got yeah. So what, what? What kind of? What kind of things do I need to look out for? Am I like on my last? My last six hours, five hours of being twenty nine. What do I need to soak in and prepare for as as thirty approaches me rapidly? All right. Here's what I've heard, and it's something that I'm on the lookout for as well. Um, it has not happened for me yet, but like this is the advice that you need to follow. Okay. Um, your thirties are going to be pretty much like your twenties. Okay. Until, capital T, capital I, the injury. (laughs) At some point in your 30s, you are going to do something to yourself that you're going to be, it's going to leave you changed. I, I, and I, I, I don't mean like you're going to like, I don't mean you're going to cripple yourself in your 30s or anything that severe. It Mm -hmm. is just, you'll, and I'm still waiting for this myself. Yeah. We're going to have a moment where you're just like, ah, I am not who I used to be anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is, it is, it is a culmination. It is not as well as it normally would have, mm-hmm. even though I simply tripped down the stairs or whatever. Mm-hmm. That is going to come by me falling on my bike because I've fallen on my, I fell on my bike twice this, this winter. And man, that, that's what the, the injury is going to be. I can tell already. I, when we, the, the day that we looked at houses, I uh, got out of my car, slipped on a thing of ice and just went down and, uh, I was sore from that for a good week and I didn't really hit anything major. <laughs> oh. I just three days later, I was like, why has my body felt like shit the past couple days? And Sam was like, didn't you fall the other day? And I was like, well, yeah, but I just, I just fell. Like it's, I just fell. That's nothing. It's not nothing anymore. No, no. You have a limited amount of those. It's, it feels like when you, uh, if you like, I don't know, play in Hades or another video game where you like kick up the difficulty one level and you're just like, oh, why do they do more damage now? <laughs> why wait why, why is my why are my runs less <laughs> lasting less long? Like what the fuck yeah. is happening? <laughs> I used to make it through this boss. Okay, the injury. That's good. That's that's a good note. 
That's all I had. I, that's all I had for this one. Let me scroll through my big list of uh, different. Well, I was going to say, do you have any? Do you have any questions for me about being thirty? Any questions? Do you have any for you? any, any qu- burning questions? You know, I know it, you're in a you're in a part of your life where your body's changing. Uh-huh. Um, uh, things are going to seem a little weird and strange. Yeah. But like, hey, if you have any questions, but I'm right here for you. Yeah, I, I guess the the questions I have are since you can't drink beer at night so consistently, what do you drink in the evening? Oh, uh, so you can drink water. Uh, water's good. Um, my wife and I have been getting into lemonade lately. Um, okay. okay. Turns out lemonade holds up. I've got coffee here. Is that a evening beverage? <sighs> Look, it it used to be. Um, what do you nowadays, mean? I can't drink coffee past like 4 p.m. Now, see, I thought that coffee was like a thing that old people drink at night. I, it, some do, but like I think you really need decaf. I I think legitimately I think that the reason that a lot of old people drank coffee late at night is because none of them ever diagnosed ADHD. And so oh. drinking like I actually kind of legitimately think this. I think that like in the same way that you treat ADHD by taking a low grade <laughs> stimulant to like even yourself out, I think that that's what a coffee at the end of the day does. For a lot of people that it don't have it, or that have ADHD and have not been diagnosed or on any kind of actual treatment, they're just like, I can drink a cup of coffee and it makes the jitters go away. And you're just like, ah, that's a treatment plan. <laughs> well, Andrew's breaking it here first. You're going to see that come up on your Google News feed next week. Yeah, local podcasters suggest radical health ideas. <laughs> this time it's not about him. eating raw meat. <laughs> What? Riley, I do, I do, I have a worry. Um, yeah, that I realized as we were transitioning between from the last idea of of um, come on and slam to this one, mm-hmm. um, I worry that our audience thinks that I'm a bigger hater than I am. What makes you say that? And and I will say I am a hater. Like I <laughs> I do. I'll be upfront and clear about that. I know that about myself. But I do think that there's a lot of times on the show where I have to say, like, now, Riley, this is a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the next one. Riley, I hate way that- dogs, cats, and all sorts of cute small animals. <laughs> like, in a way that I feel like I'm like, now, Riley, this is bad. We got to go to a good one. Mm-hmm. But I think that, like, I don't know. I feel like it'd be like being like, wow, the characters on this TV show really like products when they throw to a commercial. <laughs> It's I I don't think you're a hater, Andrew. I I do, but I just don't want our audience to like think <laughs> that. I don't want that. I think I am. I don't want it to be my brand. You know, mm-hmm. and I don't think it is your brand. I don't think I don't think being a hater is your brand. I I think I think you you you. There's a difference between hater and heel, right? Uh, is there? There is. I'll there leave is. that up to you as the Russellman. Uh, a heel is somebody who is who is who who plays the bad guy. Right, a hater uh, is somebody who deeply, in their heart, is incapable of joy. <laughs> yeah, I'm a hater. Yeah, no, no. I know. Damn it, Andrew! <laughs> I'm trying to get <laughs> the other way. I got bad news for you, bud. You got another <laughs> podcast idea for me? I do. I do. I'm scrolling through the wonderful list that we have here. Do you have the Discord one open, or are you just looking at Twitter? Uh, I can pull open the Discord. Yeah, because I, I know we got a, we got a lot of suggestions from our good friends in the Discord. Um, let's see here. I love a podcast where each host has put a bounty on the other's head. That's just that that's from Four Whole Moons. That's just a long, awkward conversation. 
That's not. <laughs> nothing comes of that. Neither of us are bounty hunters. That's yeah, just. Yeah, no, there's. <laughs> is it that we both put $5 down every time and the bounty raises each time until somebody comes to collect? What's the uh, what's the thing that's illegal now where like bounty hunting, I think. Well, no, no, that's legal. But it used to be that you could do like um, every member of the po- of, of the moonshot is like we're all putting our money into a trust together. Oh, de- death pools, dead pools. Well, yeah, but like there was this, there was a specific word for it where it's just like once, you know, whoever the last of us standing is can collect the money. I, I think that's and it was just me- a Deadpool. It was he had made under the impression of just like, hey, you know, we're all in a podcast network together. But the last one of us, like, truly, if all it was or like, you know, hey, if all of us die in the war, one of us gets our stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it turned into just being like, well, I have I to just go. gotta kill three guys to like really get all of our shit. Really bring it in. Yeah. And that is fully illegal. Hold on. Are Deadpool's illegal? They have to be. But then what are you going to do? Just say no? A tauntine is what I'm thinking of. Let's see. Taunt. An annuity shared by subscribers to a loan or common fund. The share is increasing as subscribers die until the last survivor enjoys the whole income. Yeah, that's the thing. We all take out life insurance on each other. And you, then it all goes into a big pot. And you, the last podcaster standing wins. You said re- illegal now. You said recently illegal was the implication. You want to bet? Tell me when this became illegal. Take a guess. Um, my gut says after like World War One. No, no, a bit earlier than that. <laughs> when 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 did this become illegal? Nineteen oh six. You spoke a bit like. Did you know that during the Obama administration they made tauntings illegal? <laughs> Andrew, are well, you a vampire? How long have you been around? On a relative on a relative time frame, they're illegal. <laughs> I. Actually, here's here's a here's an idea. What if okay, we we did before an idea where uh, we would start a podcast that we knew would increasingly get worse over time, and <laughs> at the end of the show, if we if we finished the show, we got all the money in the Patreon. But if we failed, we had to give the money back to everyone that had subscribed to the yes, Patreon. Yes, yes, I right? remember this. Maybe we've been we've been thinking about ways that we can like, you know, Moonshot is such an interesting structure in that we've got like a network, uh, you know, pot of funds for yeah. shows, but also a lot of shows have their own Patreons. And okay. so it becomes a little weird on like a funding level to know exactly what you're doing. That's something that we've struggled with as a network, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. This solves this is a that bad, problem. I, w- I want to st- let you know. This is a bad thing to say during Patreon Drive Month specifically. No, no, no. This is this is good for all of us. Okay. Um, here's the way that this is going to play out: is that if to jo- here's new new thing going forward. I'm making a blanket statement. This is legal. Okay. Um, to join the Moonshot Network, uh, all of our funds go to one pot, and then last podcast standing gets all the Patreon. All right. So this is a bold bold setup for you to place. Because there is a finite amount of args in the world. Well, that's why I have multiple shows. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. We, do, we don't take on any more shows. No okay. more shows. No more shows. Network. You heard it here first. No more news shows. You heard shows. it here first. We'll never accept or start a new show. Uh, it's all this less point from here. Forward, it is a survivor's game. If you're not in the door now, 
secretly Sorry about secretly, <laughs> then you're out. <laughs> Anyone who shows up after this, we've already said yes to. Last podcast standing gets all of the money in the Patreon. We, we have hidden the moonshot treasure. You know, hey, Andrew. What's up, Riley? You know one thing we could do with moonshot funds that would just be funny? Uh, what's that? We could just bury it and have a great scavenger hunt. <laughs> you take a thousand bucks, you bury it somewhere. I, I'd go I'd go to like Montana if someone was like, yeah, there's a thousand bucks buried out there. And here's this a is- set of clues. Like if we just did like a here's the scavenger hunt greatest greatest race and then sent that around to like press too. I think I think I think we would get somewhere with that. Yeah, this is this is literally something Mr. Beast did. But see, we're it's also the plot of the movie Rat Race, I believe. From the <laughs> or more importantly, Mr. Bean did it. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I don't give a shit about a beast. I give a shit about a bean. <laughs> I bet that beast fella isn't a master of physical comedy. Probably and not. Also, I think I've never a right-wing douchebag. I'm not sure. Well, he probably is. He has a name like that. Riley, can I hit you with another podcast idea? Yeah, hit me. This is one that Marn submitted. Uh, and this is another thing that we could do to uh, try to earn each other's fortunes. Um, a podcast where you compete to see who can make their co-host cry the fastest. No, I saw this one and I was like, this is fun. And I was like, no, it's not. Andrew... <laughs> Andrew could beat me up an instant, like emotionally. You, uh, I probably, was thinking about yeah. how the other day you were saying you were making a joke about the new Star Wars game, and I was legitimately in my heart feeling bad, and I was like, "No, he's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> he's already won the podcast." When I told you if someone's got a laser sword, that means they're a Jedi. Is that when? Yeah, it's upsetting things to say. I'm sorry, Riley. I didn't mean to upset you. I just think that. I don't know. Maybe the guy that looks like every alt-right guy at January 6th isn't the best lead for your Star Wars game. He doesn't look. Leave Calcus. See, this is the thing. This is the thing. <laughs> I don't I don't know what I could swing at. The thing is, I don't I don't um I don't care about things. The the, um, the most the I'm way, a hater. The way I'm that hater, I can Riley. upset you is via action. So like you can upset me with words, but I upset you during streams. Like that's that's the thing. Is like me running out and doing a thing <laughs> technically unsound without talking. That is a that is a small amount of minor damage. I do tick damage. You do big swings, you know? <laughs> every time every time that we log on and I do a silly voice and and you you have to listen to it in your ears directly. You you make it sound like I'm out here being very rude to you. And I do want to remind the audience that the big swings Riley talks about is me saying, I don't care much for Star Wars. Yeah, the hurtful things like that. <laughs> do you uh are are He's you killing you're me. an easy crier, right? Like you Oh yeah, I mean, no. I cry so easy. I, I was watching Gundam and I saw a particularly emotional fight and began to sob. I'm trying to think. Uh, I, I'm not really a media crier. Um, I've cried a couple of times watching things and they are weirdly specific moments. Actually, mm-hmm. you know, the thing, the thing that um, makes me cry in media is when it is something that I already like 
and am affected by. Mm-hmm. And I look over at Sam and I see that she is crying for uh-huh. Seeing her cry makes me like her cry kind of happy cry makes me cry too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm. And that so your sympathy crier. I well, it's it's not even like sympathy because it's it's not not sad stuff. Um, I won't think this is sad. Look over, see Sam crying about a sad thing, and then start crying myself. It is only like getting choked up about a happy emotional thing. Okay. Um. So like, which makes it a little embarrassing when I'm like, yeah, the last thing I cried to was My Hero Academia. See, I don't. That's not embarrassing. I think it is for a lot of our audience. You're an easy mark. So you, you're just yeah, like, fair. oh, it's not embarrassing at all. And I'm like, yes, it is. It's a children's cartoon. I um, like I will cry if I talk about a song lyric for too long. Like if mm-hmm. I really look at a song that I know I like a lot, then then it will it will hit me really hard. There is a like here I'm looking at right now. This is like the Wonder Years. Like we we know the band, the Wonder Years. The if, I don't actually <laughs> You don't know that it's the one that me, Jory, Jay, Chris all talk about all the time. I, I, no, I know that you all pop off about it. I've never heard their songs. That's that's fine. This they're is, my this, Spice Girls. This is a song incredibly funny. This is a song about uh, called "Cul de Sac," and the chorus is uh, like, "I'm letting go. I've been holding on like poison ivy out of cold suburban concretes from this careless urban sprawl. I'm letting go. We can't keep out of trouble. I thought my kids would call you uncle. I thought we'd never be alone." I'm letting go. And that in itself, like that little chunk is, is like deeply beautiful, deeply sad. And like, if I think about it for too long, that will get me. And do you have anything like that? Any like lyric that will draw that out of you so quickly? Okay. I'm, I'm about to load your gun very hard. Okay. Um, I'm about to load your gun and give you a times two damage modifier and me like strip off my armor at the same (laughs) time. Yes, yes, yes. So I have not done this in a long time. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it is still as potent. I don't know how true this still holds. Mm-hmm. There there was a while for me where but like the last time I think I cried at media before My Hero Academia, the end of the last season, was if I listen to the entirety of Hamilton. Oh, okay. <laughs> If I listen through the entirety of it and like have a moment where I'm like sitting and kind of actively listening or like you're process, you're 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 taking the whole thing and then right you get to let me tell you about the orphanage. Absolutely. Yeah. The Mm -hmm. orphanage. Mm -hmm. And it is it is it is actually, yes, Eliza singing in that last song. Mm hmm. No, and it is like yep. <laughs> 90% me crying and thinking to myself, he doesn't deserve this. <laughs> even a hater is sad this. I even through through uh, the 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 sad thing that makes me cry is her doing all of this for Alexander Hamilton, a man who has been an absolute shitbag through this entire <laughs> musical to her. <coughs> Oh, that's incredibly funny. There's like 50, it's a 50-50 shot that it will make me cry to like get to the end of Hamilton and think Mm -hmm. too hard about Eliza Hamilton (laughs) at the end of that. It is not the intended experience of the musical. Lin-Manuel Miranda did not expect that reaction when he wrote it, uh, but it is the one that I have. He's like, damn, it does make you cry. And I'm like, it sure does, you motherfucker. You piece of shit, that's you. Fuck you. That's so fucking funny. I, I, 
I understand that. I think that counts. But also, I'm sure it doesn't still hit you like that. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I have The thing is, I have not listened to the entirety of Hamilton in about, I want to say a decade, but I know that's not true. A podcast a five where we years, go 10 right? seconds at a time. <laughs> no. Through. <laughs> or we could go a minute. That's long enough. A podcast where you listen to, to Hamilton, except we stop the song every time they say the name Alexander Hamilton. That's also very funny. But I feel like uh, there's some where we go too far. We, we have to listen to it for too long back to bed. There's like there's like a 30 minute chunk somewhere in there, right? I don't think there is. Or do you, all, do you do the full name or do you do like any combination of those words? I would say Alexander Hamilton because it's his favorite thing to say in the musical. Yes, but there's also like they they just they just do first name and they just do last name sometimes. Do those count? No, but no. we'll see. See, okay, 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 okay. We're putting we're putting it together, the gay gang. <coughs> um, Riley, do you cry from uh, onions? I no, I have contacts, okay. and also I know That's how to fair. cut an onion. Okay. Yeah. What was your was your attempt? Just I'm going to cut an onion right here. <laughs> look, look, if we're just here trying to make each other cry, I'm saying when we're like six episodes in and we pulled out our big guns, I'm just going to be like, hey, live show. I'm going to chop an onion to see who goes who gets got first. Yeah, I'll punch you square in the nose like <laughs> we both pull a nose hair and see which one is up first. I'm not a violent person. We'll sit there and do a uh, the, the earlobe pulling like the dude from Metal Gear Solid. What the fuck are you talking about? The, the, okay, so <laughs> Vulcan Raven's the guy's name. He talks about like, uh, like endurance training in the Alaskan wilderness. And the thing that you do is I stand there, I grab your earlobe. You stand there, you grab my earlobe. First one to uh, lose an earlobe or call uncle loses. First one to lose an earlobe loses? I, I mean, it's more the endur- the endurance thing and like tapping out. But I do bet that if you get your earlobe pulled off, you lose that. Well, you probably win the fight though because you you didn't tap. I mean, I bet if I lost my earlobe, I would tap. And see, that's why that's why you don't got it in you. You don't got it. I don't in got you it win. in me. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You got another podcast for me? I do, Andrew. This is a suggestion from Mossy Kid. Uh, all my fantasy parents. You know the podcast, all my fantasy children. I do. They 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 make a character every time. Um, is that show any good? You know, it's our buddy Jeff Stormer. It's our buddy Aaron yeah, is, it good is it good? I think so. Okay, <laughs> it's probably an actual play podcast that is the close. It's 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 uh, is it an actual play podcast? Would you define AMFC as an actual play podcast? No, it's a character creation podcast. It's a story. It's like an podcast. actual play without the actual play. That, what else could you want? Well, <laughs> none of it. If I'm gonna listen to an action play. I might as well listen to a play. It's a good podcast. I, all my fantasy parents. Now, see, I understand what this is implying, but I don't know how it works mechanically. Are we going through that show? And ooh, no, never mind. I'm throwing that idea out. I have a better idea. Okay, perfect. You know, uh, you understand fantasy football, right? Yes, I do. We put, I, uh, I won my fantasy football league last year in a weird fluke. Hey, congratulations. Thank we, you. We put all of our parents together into a draft. And we have okay. to draft the best team at parenting. And then throughout the next year, whenever our parents make a decision or do something, say something, they get points. So the weird thing here is that all of our parents are 
like done being parents. Yes, 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 yes. So this is we've all we've got our stats, which are based out of our childhoods and how those went. Okay, so we're 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 going back. You continue. You continue. Follow your thought. and what we're going from there is like trying to determine we draft our parents out and we look at well it's like it's like a it's like a uh i've seen people do this with like video game drafts where they will draft a game that's coming out this year and sometimes you get them delayed and sometimes they come out Mm -hmm. and like crush everything and sometimes elden rings the best game of all time that comes out this year but it finally came out this year after two delays right like for like Like, scores right yeah like Maybe it's just with that, where we're taking our parents and saying, like, hey, now that you're an adult, like, we're going to get phone calls, and I have to report my phone call back to you all, where I'm just like, man, my dad talked about mustard for 30 minutes. All right, and a phone call itself is five points. And then, like, was there an affirmation? That's another five points. Like, yes, 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 yes. There is, like, I I like this. I like all this additional stuff. Because if you have a parent that doesn't talk to you often, but does every once in a while call in, to say, like, I'm so proud of the person that you are. If you go to a wedding with a parent. Yeah, it boom, sounds like my dad. They got a wedding that that year, and 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 the, the parents just saying sweet shit. Boom. Beautiful. Incredible. Like, that's it. That's how you have to plan it. I think if we could do this all my fantasy parents, competitive parenting. I will say, I, I'm going to say Mike Sherman uh, is going to be the... Um, <laughs> You ever have a? Have you ever done fantasy football? I have, but I, I, and I get it enough. I just don't super enjoy it. My dad is going to be the player that you drafted who sits on your bench and doesn't do a lot, except you're gonna get Peel Party Mike and Derby Party Mike, and those are gonna be big point swings. Is a big you're never W's. sure which direction it's gonna go. Is that implying? I understand what you are implying. The thing I want to now further imply is: Does that swing negative? Can you get negative parent points? Uh, judging by my reaction to parenthood, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think honestly, I think that this podcast is just going to sit and like open up <clears throat> the weird feelings we have about parenting because <laughs> it'll be like. <laughs> I'll be like, hey guys, I got a phone call. And you'll be like, great, I drafted your mom. What's what's the scoop? And I'm like, I don't know. I just feel a little guilty. Um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now did she make you feel guilty or do you feel guilty because of things that you are holding in? So that's kind of you know, you get like it's kind of a weird mix of the two. So it's not like mm-hmm. it's not like a real thing, but it is like, I don't know. It's this is like every phone call is a rebuilding phone call at this point, you know? So I'm not really <laughs> sure what we're doing here. Uh, Trust see, the process. But if I had done, if I had already drafted your mom and you hadn't done all of MILF Manor, as you start to do MILF Manor, that's call a week, baby. <laughs> it's like an hour-long phone call a week. Are you kidding me? It's it's a call a week, but so much of it is spent troubleshooting technology but that, that you're ending up in the red every day, every week. But the time spent, Andrew, the time spent. Oh, man, every <laughs> I loved doing mild mannered. I loved recording and talking with my mom. That show was pulling teeth, technologically speaking. <laughs> oh, that's the hardest podcast I ever recorded because it was me teaching my mom how a microphone worked. <laughs> <coughs> Uh, 
Hi ho! Hi ho! Hello, <laughs> this is Clem Bianchi. I'm a courier, delivering mail and space, one package at a time. If you're hearing this message, I need some help. I'm trying to deliver a package to a guy on Pluto. Says his name is Gorge Flummox. If anyone knows a Gorge Flummox on Pluto, please let him know I've been trying to reach him about his box of Lunarian cheese. I know the box is full of cheese because for the last few weeks, I've started hearing things when I touch my cargo. When I pick up a letter or a package, I hear conversations and sometimes even see things tied to whoever the mail is for or from. I call it the letter opener. It's yanked me into some real situations. A haunted house, a pizza delivery drag race, and even a revolution to take a city back from the bigwigs who keep its hoverboard sports engine humming. You can hear all about it on Additional Postage Required, a bi-weekly audio drama on the Moonshot Podcast Network, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Anyway, if you know Gorge, Please tell him to give me a call. I think his cheese is starting to move around in the box.